This year will begin with a few last points about Pesukah de Zimra. Hopefully, if time permits, we'll continue with the beginning of Birchus Kriyashma. Last time, I mentioned that according to the Rambam, Pesukah de Zimra is said Bichidus. There's no concept of Tzibur. And therefore, the Kaddish that you say after Pesukah de Zimra is not a Kaddish after Pesukah de Zimra, but it's a Kaddish that you say before Bechos Kriyashma. The words of the Rambam were that the Chazin gets up, Umatchil, he begins. He begins, seems to be that the Kaddish is also a Kaddish HaMatchil. I should point out that not everybody agrees with this understanding. The Shiboli HaLeket, for example, says very clearly that the Kaddish of after Pesukah de Zimra is a Kaddish HaMafsik, a Kaddish which interrupts between the two parts of davening, between Birchaz Kriyashma and the Pesukah de Zimra which came before it. The, uh, the Beis Yosef in Simen Nunhei also explains the different types of Kaddish and he says there's a Kaddish that is a Mafsik for example, the Kaddish between Psuki de Zimra and, and the Birchaz Kriyashma. The concept of having a Bracha, a Kaddish, which is a Maschil, is also true. But some, there is a Kaddish Amafsik. So the Ramam, the way the Rav interpreted it, thought that this Kaddish, namely the Kaddish before Birchaz Kriyashma, is exactly a, a Kaddish Amaschil, whereas the the other people, the Shibali Aleket and the and the Beis Yosef, thought it was a Kaddish Hamafsik. There are other cases where we're not sure if a Kaddish is a Kaddish Hamafsik or a Kaddish Hamafsik. For example, in Rosh Chodesh, when we say Kaddish before uh, before Musaf, that Kaddish could be considered the Kaddish after Shachris to differentiate between Shachris Kriyasatora and Musaf, or it be Kaddish HaMaschil, or it be Kaddish before Shemona Esrei. The difference would seem to be where a person should take off his tefillin. If you feel that it's a Kaddish HaMaschil, then the Kaddish actually belongs to Musaf. And the same way the custom would be to take off your tefillin before you daven Musaf, you should take off your tefillin before you say the Kaddish. If you learn it's a Kaddish HaMaschil, then maybe you should take off your tefillin after you say the Aleinu. Until then, we have not really ended Pesukah de Zimra, and the Kaddish is an end of Pesukah de Zimra, and now we're beginning a new section, so now you take off your tefillin. If I remember correctly, the minig of Chabad is to take off your tefillin before Masaf, whereas the minig of most places is the people take off their, Kaddish, their tefillin after the Kaddish, before the Masaf. The Kaddish that a person that we have, especially in the Chutzlaretz, where the rabbi speaks, I mentioned already that that could be considered a Kaddish HaMaschil Musaf. Other people would think perhaps it's a Kaddish HaGomer. I don't understand that exactly, Kaddish HaGomer of what, but as I said, I mentioned this earlier. There is a, a din that we mentioned of saying Mizmalatoda Binigina. The idea 
of saying Mizmer Atoda Benegina is found in the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch explained in Simen Nun Aleph, at the very end of the Simen, Mizmer Atoda, Yesh Lo'amel, Lo'amla, Benegina. This Mizmer should be said with a special tune. And he explains, because all the songs are going to be Batel, except Mizmer Atoda. Now, we know there are certain people who are required to say Mizmalatoda. We have four categories of people who were involved in life-threatening issues, and these people should say should not only say Mizmalatoda, they actually should bring a carbon and probably say Mizmalatoda. Our custom, of course, is that these four types of people who today cannot bring a carbon toda, go to shul, and in front of a minion, say the bracha, This is for the very unusual circumstances where a person felt that his life was threatened, and therefore he should thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for keeping him alive. On the other hand, there is an idea of praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu and thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for our daily life. We say in the evening, we have daily miracles, the same way we explained that Pesuke de Zimra are, is basically the idea of daily miracles that occur in the universe. The idea of saying Bismillah is an idea that we say every day to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for our daily existence. So the Shulchan Aruch certainly not only endorses the saying of Israel but it said it should be said with a special Nagina. I've never heard of anyone who gave this special Nagina when he says, Shukidism. When he says, Mizmah But the Shulchan Aruch really felt that it was such an important prayer that it should be said, Be'er The Ramah goes on to explain that there are certain times when you don't say Mizmalatoda. For example, when Shabbos and Yantif. The reason for not saying Mizmalatoda on Shabbos and Yantif is because they did not bring a carbon toda on Shabbos and Yantif. He also goes on to say on Pesach, since the carbon toda was made out of chametz one of the rare occasions when chametz was brought to the Mizbeach. So you don't say Mizbeach on Pesach. Or not on Ere Pesach. On Ere Pesach you could actually eat the carbon toda. You could have brought a carbon toda. But since the carbon toda would not be allowed to be eaten after the, once the time of chametz, that Easter of chametz begins, we would actually minimize the time of eating the, the carbon toda and we'd be afraid that we wouldn't finish it in time and would come to be Nosar. So therefore, uh, the custom is not to say it on Erev Pesach as well. And the same is true for Erev Yom Kippur. Although Erev Yom Kippur is different because you can eat till night time, nevertheless, it's going to limit the amount of time that you can eat the, car- the carbon toda. And I'm afraid that you might not finish in time. And therefore, we said it would be better to leave it out, and not say it every Yom Kippur. 
There are people who disagree and say that Erev Yom Kippur, you could say it because you have a time to eat until night time. The uh, Magen Avram brings such a, an argument about Erev Yom Kippur. But the interesting point that in the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah wrote, these are the days you don't say. Again, Shabbos Yantif, Pesach, Erev Pesach, and Erev Yom Kippur. He did not mention Tisha B'Av and Erev Tisha B'Av. We would have the same problems. On Tisha B'Av, we should not be able to bring a carbon toda because you can't eat it at all. And Erev Tisha B'Av, we would have the problem that we have Erev Pesach. You only have a certain, or Erev Yom Kippur, we only have a certain time to leave it out, to, to, eat, to eat the carbon the toda. So therefore, logically, you should have said you don't bring it Erev Tisha B'Av or Tisha B'Av. The Marshal in a tshuva wrote, quoted by the Magen Avram, that this would be a, a big mistake. Because in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, Yom Tov and Tisha B'Av, what is a Yom Tov? They brought the Kabbat Toda even after the first Churban. In the future, the Atarah Zekenim quotes the Marshal, the same tshuva of the Marshal, but he adds another point. In the future, when they build the Beis HaMikdash, we're going to have Kabanos and Tishabav will be a day of Yantif. So why not say Mizmalatoda with the idea that when we bring the carbon toda, when after the base Amiglish will be rebuilt, of course we'll say Mizmalatoda. So he says that this custom is to not say Mizmalatoda is actually a mistake. And he recommends changing the custom and saying Mizmalatoda on Tishabav and Erev Tishabav. Now I don't know the custom of different communities, whether you do say Mizmalatoda or Tishabav or Erev Tishabav at all. But it does seem that according to Magen Avram, you would say it, whereas the Marshal certainly understood that from the Magen Avram, but thought it was a big mistake. The point that I did not make clearly enough when I mentioned about Kaddish and about Yalucha is that according to the Rav, the idea of saying Kaddish before the before Shmon Esrei, I'm sorry, the saying to say the Kaddish before Birchas Kriyashma is a Kaddish Hamaschil. But why do you have to say Kaddish Hamaschil? Kaddish Hamaschil, according to the Rav, is to create the concept called the Tzibur. Before you said there was a collection of people in the room, people in the Bet Knesset, but they were not a Tzibur. The Tzibur is only created by doing something that connects the Tzibur together. Now, how do you do that? You have to say something that requires a Tzibur, that creates the concept of a Tzibur before you begin the next section. Kaddish fulfills that requirement. Since you cannot say Kaddish without a minion, when you say Kaddish before Birchas Kriyashma, you're actually creating the concept called the Tzibur. So then the Rav asked, so why wouldn't Baruch Hu accomplish the same thing? Why wouldn't Baruch Hu also establish the idea of saying, creating a Tzibur? And the Rav answered that Baruch Hu, that we say, is actually part of the Birchas of Kriyashma. And therefore, 
that bracha or the baruchu is not going to create the tzibur. What you need to do is create the tzibur before you start birchas kriyashma. And only the Kaddish that precedes Birchas Kriyashma can create this concept called a Tzibur. He pointed out that by Marif, we don't say Kaddish, according to Minagashkenas, we don't say Kaddish before the Marif. So what creates the concept of Tzibur there? And he pointed out that that bracha of Kaddish that's before Shmod Esrei in Marif creates the concept of a tzibur for the purpose of tefillah b'tzibur. The, why don't we do that at Chakras? Why don't we do it just before the bracha that we need of before the bracha of Shmod Esrei and we create the tzibur then? Perhaps there are two answers. The Rav suggested one answer. The Rav wrote that the Kaddish before Shmon Esrei would be a good idea in Shachris too. But you can't say Kaddish before Shmon Esrei because in Shachris you have to have a full kiyum of the idea of Smichas Gula Litvila. And you can't have Smichas Gula Litvila with, by breaking it up with Kaddish. By Marev we're allowed to do it, but not by Shachris. So therefore, you can't say the Kaddish before Shmon Esrei at Shachris. Therefore, the Kaddish preceded Birchas Kriyashma and created the concept called the Tzibur. In Marev, the concept of the Tzibur is only created for the, for the Shmon Esrei, where the real din of Tzibur B'Tzibur begins. Perhaps one person could suggest a little bit differently. The idea of the Tzibur for Marev is not as crucial as it is for the Tzibur for Birchas Kriyashma in the morning. Because the Birchas Kriyashma in the morning have in them a Kedusha. We say, of course, Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Kavad Hashem Kamal, as Shachris, as part of a Tzibur. As, part, as Tfilat HaYachid, it would be certainly problematic. If a person davens B'Yachidus, one should really think about it, that it's problematic to say Kadosh, 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 without a minion. Some people say that they, if you say without a minion, you should have Kavana, as if you're reading a Pasuk Tanakh rather than davening as part of a tzibur. Be that as it may, in Shachris, when you have that concept of Kaddish, of Kedusha, in Birchus Kriyashma, so perhaps there you need a, a concept of a tzibur to be created before you say Birchus Kriyashma. Whereas in Marev, where we don't have those uh, the Kedusha, so in Marev you don't need the concept of a tzibur, until you get up to tefillah b'tzibur, to the Shemun So that's why you would say Kaddish later, but in the morning perhaps it would be more appropriate to say the Kaddish before Birchaz Kriyashma in order to create the tzibur for the Birchaz Kriyashma, not just for tefillah b'tzibur. We still have time to begin with the continuation of Birchaz of Psuke de Zimra. The Kaddish that we said before is the Kaddish Hamaskil. According to the Rambam, according to Shibole Aleket and the Beis Yosef, the Kaddish is going to be a Kaddish of of what we call a Kaddish Hamaskil. In order to begin studying the idea of Birchas Kriyashma, 
I'd like to discuss the chiv of women in saying Birchus Kriyashma. The point that I made in the last shiur is that very often when we discuss the halachas of women, we learn a lot about the nature of the halacha from the chiyuv of women in that particular bracha. When we look in the Shulchan Arach, or we look in the Gemara, or earlier sources, we find that it's clear that women are chayav in tefillah. The Gemara said clearly that women are chayav in, in tefillah. The Mishlein Brachas on Daf Chafamad Aleph says clearly that women are chayav in tefillah. But that's referring to Shman Esri. All the other parts of Shulchan, of Davening are not mentioned clearly in the Shulchan Aruch. And that's why when we learn uh, the Poskim, like the Mishtabura, the Aruch HaShulchan, others will raise very often the issue of whether women are obligated in this particular question. And as I said before, very often it will help me to determine the nature of these halachas if I can figure out the role of women. In order to find the sources for this particular question, well, one could look in the various poskim, in the Mishnaburah or the Aruch or other Sfarim, but the most efficient way to do this for a person who is just wants to cover the surface of these halachas and not do all the work by himself, it seems to me would be to learn or look up the svarim that were written specifically about the role of women in Jewish law. There are a number of books like this, of modern modern books, and not only in the 20th century, but rather late in the 20th century. For example, there's a book by Rav David Orbach. Rav David Orbach is a nephew of Rav Shlomo Zalman, who wrote a book called Halichos Besa. And this book has in it the basic laws of women, but it has copious footnotes which explain the background of halacha. There's another sefer attributed to Rabbi Vadri Yosef called Otsadinim, which are the laws that apply to women, specifically Svaidi women, although Rabbi Vadya himself points out that some of these laws will apply to uh, Ashkenazi women as well. So, let's look in the way the Halichos Beisa passes this question. The Shulchan Aruch, as I said, omitted it, but the, the Halichos Beisa quotes as a regular uh, statement that women are part of Kriyashma, and that's a Mishnah in Brachas. When we get to Kriyashma, we'll discuss this question more in depth. But right now, we'll assume the Mishnah in Brachas said that women are part of Kriyashma. They're indeed Pater in Kriyashma. So, therefore, it seems fairly obvious that women should be Pater from the Brachos of of Brachos uh, Kriyashma, because the name itself would reflect they're the Brachos before Kriyashma. Since they're the Brachos before Kriyashma, women seem to be exempt. At the same way they're exempt from Kriyashma, they're exempt from the Brachos. The Mishnah Bura and Erech HaShulchan, quoted here in the footnotes, will discuss the time of saying Birchas Kriyashma, and will discuss if it's Zmai Grama or not. Irrespective of the fact that we could learn 
the exact time to say it, and and if it's Zman Gram or not, it would seem to me that you don't really need this argument, since that it is part of Kriyashma, it's, as I said, it's Birchas Kriyashma, they would have the law of Kriyashma, and that's the simple Pshat, that there's no requirement to think that the Brachas of Kriyashma are more important than Kriyashma as well. This would be true, perhaps, of the first two brachas. However, in the third bracha, the last bracha, Emes V'yatsiv, of Minag Ashkenaz, or Minag in the morning, or Minag Emes V'amuna, the Minag of Ashkenazim to say at night, Emes V'amuna, the book claims clearly that we're not obligated. And the reason they'd be obligated might be for two different reasons. One reason is because in in it there is the mention of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Now there's a daily requirement of Zechiras Yitzhak Mitzrayim. This requirement is fulfilled by saying Emes V'yatzid, Emes V'amunah, Mimitzayim G'atanam, Be'esavad B'tisanu, etc. So if that's true, then women would be chayef too in Zechiras Mitzrayim. This is predicated upon the assumption that women are indeed involved or chayev in this mitzvah of Zichiras Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The, in the footnotes, they bring three different opinions. Whether women are obligated in Zichiras Mitzrayim. How could there be three different opinions? You would either say yes or no. So, he explains, one opinion would be that women are chayev midoraisa. It's a biblical requirement for women to say Zichiras Mitzrayim every day. You would somehow assume that it's not a real Zman Grama, and therefore women would be chayef. It seems from the Mishnah Bruh that he really passed in this way. On the other hand, there's some people who think that they're chayef mit Rabbanan. Whether Zichiras Mitzrayim is a, an obligation mit would apply to men. But for women, perhaps it would only be Drabanan, and we could suggest a few reasons for it. Why women would be Pater, Midaraisa, but Chayef Midrabanan. If that's true, by the way, it would be one of the rare exceptions to the idea that women are Pater, Midaraisa, Chayef Midrabanan. The only, there are a few possibilities of saying this idea. For example, the Gemara and Brachos says that women, the Mishnah says women are chayev in Birchas HaMazah. The Gemara has a discussion if women are chayev midaraisa or midrabana. One opinion is that women are chayev midaraisa in Birchas HaMazah. Fine. I could understand. It's not Zaman Grama. One idea suggests that women are pater midaraisa but chayev midrabana. The reason that they're pater midaraisa is a source of discussion between Rashi and Tosfus. What would be the reason that women would be pater midaraisa? It's not Zaman Grama. So, be that as it may, whatever the Machlokas would be, whatever the reason between Rashi and Tosas would be, the bottom line is that women are Patimitar but the Mishnah was clear that women are Chayv Bechas Amazon. So, even if they're Chayv Midrabanan, it would mean another mitzvah that women are Patimitar and Chayv Drabanan. I think, you know, certain analysis should be suggested. Why is that true? Whatever the reason the Torah thought women are pater, why wouldn't that reason apply to 
the Rabbanan as well. And why would why would Rabbanan say women are obligated in this mitzvah even though Medaraisa their pater? But there is a third opinion that women are pater completely from the idea of from the idea of saying Birchas Kriyashma, even the third bracha, because they felt Zichiras Mitzayim women are pater Medaraisa. It's considered Zman Grama. And therefore, you wouldn't say that women are obligated and there's no reason to assume that the Chachamim changed the, na- the status of women. As I said before, generally if women are part of Midaraisa, they're part of Midrabanan as well. So if that would be true, then women are not Chayev in this third bracha. But there might be another reason to say that women are Chayev in, in the, the third bracha. Because Women are chayev to daven shmon esrei. So isn't there a concept that we have to be somech gu'ul tefillah? Before we say shmon esrei, which is considered tefillah, we should say the bracha g'al Yisrael. The din of smichas gu'ula would require women to say the third bracha, even if they're part of from the second, from the first two brachas. This is the opinion of Da'arichas Besa. And he says fairly clearly that almost without anybody who, di- who distinguishes between, who does not, dis- who does not distinguish, that m- most posts can think women are part of from the first two brachas, but they distinguish between those two brachas and the third bracha, and they said the third bracha women are chayev. And he says another reason, because of smichas gula A person could discuss this and suggest the analysis of what is this mitzvah of smichas gula tefillah. Does it mean that before a person davens, he has to say gula in order to be masbich gula tefillah? Or it could be that once a person says gula, then it would be improper not to follow it with tefillah. More of a succinct hakira way. Is the din of smichas gula tefillah din in tefillah? Or is the din in gula? You have to say the tefillah after the geula, or you have to say the geula before the tefillah. If you would say that it's a geula issue, then you might argue that women have to daven. But the din of smichas geula tefillah is only if I say geula, I have to follow with tefillah. But if I don't say geula at all, if women are exempt from the geula, you wouldn't require them to say the, to say smichas geula tefillah. On the other hand, and this is apparently the opinion that is expressed in the in the Sefer Halichos Besa, if you say that Tfila must be preceded by Geula, if you'd like, you could use the word Matir, that Geula is Matir the Tfila. Since women are obligated in Tfila, women would be obligated in the third bracha of Birchus Kriyashma. So, the reason again that I suggested this whole approach is we see from here that you could distinguish between the concept of Birchas Kriyashma between the first two brachas and the third bracha. The first two brachas might really be considered brachas that relate to Kriyashma, and therefore most poskim would think women are pater. The third bracha, where you could argue that either it's a part of Zechiras Mitzrayim and women are obligated, or you could say it's the din of Zechiras Gula Nevertheless, the halacha seems to be, according to the way we just saw it, that most posts can think that women are chayev in the third bracha, even if they're pater from the first two brachas. 
this is a rather novel idea that when I was brought up and learned halacha as a child, no one ever suggested this. Whether women are required to dive a marriage in general was a question uh, that uh, Poskim had raised. We know the Mishnabura felt that women do not have to dive a Rav Soloveitchik felt very strongly that women should dive in Marif. But to distinguish between the first two brachas of Kriyashim and the third is something that I don't feel was taught to women at all. And only today when we've really used these type of svarim that I mentioned before have people really dealt with this issue in more depth. And we find here an opinion of Rav David Orbach that it's clear that women are chayev in the third bracha even though they're part of the first two brachas. Of course, according to Menag Ashkenaz, the question becomes less severe because women can have a marif. I said, according to Rav Salvechik, a woman should have a marif. So therefore, if a woman should have a marif, you could say that perhaps she is more obligated in saying all the brachas. Or you could say that at least if she wants to, she could is certainly allowed to. But we're going to have the same issue that we had before about the brachos of Pesukah de Zimra. Is a woman allowed to say these brachos at all? According to Minak Sfarad, we've mentioned before that Ravad Yosef Paskin, that women do not say the brachos of Baruch Shaman Yishabach, even though they do not have the word Vitzivanu in them, nevertheless, he considered it as a bracha and therefore women not only are not required to say it, they're not allowed to say it, and as I said before in his sitter, this was this was missing. The same is true, according to Rabbi Vad Yosef, about the brachas of Psuke de Zimra. Not only is a woman potter from them, they're not allowed to say them. It's a bracha she'enetzvicha. As we said before, uh, other posts can disagree with Rav Yosef, even according to Minak Sfag, because they felt that you don't say the word Vitzivanu. So even if women will be potter, but they're certainly allowed to say these brachas, any bracha that doesn't have the word Vitzivanu is permissible. But Rav Avadya says it's a bracha shenetzvicha, and therefore he said, if you want to say it, you can dav marif, but instead of saying uh, the words that you should say, you should leave out shenu malchus, you should not mention the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in these brachas. And therefore, in the Siddur, again, of the, according to the Psakim of Rav Avad Yosef, Birchas Kriyashma are not even mentioned. They're not there. You can The text of the bracha is there, but not the bracha, Baruch Hashem, wherever Ga'a Yisrael, so the bracha Hashem is missing. According to the Minak Svart, according to the Psak of Rav Vadya, not only are women Pater, but you're not allowed to make these brachas at all.